Hello, and welcome back to the Copenhagen Legal Tech Lab podcast, where we address innovation and the law from three angles, people, technology, and business. And uh, we're here today at the Law, Innovation and Vulnerability Conference at the Faculty of Law at the University of Copenhagen. And we're, um, we're taking the subject of people, technology and business, we're adding a layer to those with looking at law firms, the public sector, general counsels and academics. And uh, I'm really excited to be joined by uh, Andrea, who I'll let introduce herself here in just a second, because she represents the public sector. And mm, there's some exciting things. There's amazing potential there. And there are some exciting things happening there, despite what people might think. But Andrea, if you could introduce yourself. Sure. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Andrea. I work... Andrea Lindblom. Andrea, Andrea Lindblom. Yes, that's my surname. Uh, I work for the district court in Helsingborg. I've been there for 10 years. And uh, why am I here today? Well, I'm really interested in legal tech and the future of the legal industry. Uh, I am a big legal design enthusiast and uh, I have met you, Nick, uh, uh, on, on some of these conferences during the last years. And uh, I'm looking forward to this short conversation with you. <laughs> for once, for <laughs> once a short conversation, we have lots of long conversations. <laughs> Uh, latest, I remember a particular case we sat down on a couch at a conference in Stockholm and, and uh, boom, it was good, it was intense. And one of the things I like about talking with you is the, is the how do we, we always talk on how to get it done. There's less of the what if with AI and robots and blockchain and yada yada. And it's how do we get people to do the basics, the small stuff, the, and culture. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is law, innovation and vulnerability. And, um, you know, we focus a lot on the people here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there are there are quite a few conferences that are about the tech and the the AI, AI and the law, what's going on. And um, and and that's really interesting and super important. But but it all has to start with us, the people. And uh, I am um, I'm very I'm very interested in these. these uh, I'm more interested in moving people mindsets. Than, than talking about uh, tech that's, uh, for me, uh, working in a court that seems very far away right now. We're, we're, I don't even know if we're on the way <laughs> to AI uh, in the courts because it's just so far away. But, yeah, but let's, let's focus on bright, shiny things. Yes. And what makes a difference here and now? Yeah. I mean, if people knew how to use Word properly, that would make a difference. And that's it would. still technology. Yeah. And so, so uh, even if things are mo moving really slowly, we, uh, all our employees, they want smart ways of working. They need, uh, they, they want us to be uh, open-minded as an employer. They want to be happy at work. They want, want a work-life balance. Uh, they want to be able to uh, have a career, uh, even if you're not a lawyer. Uh, so, so I see... Quite quite a few needs uh, where, where we need to shift mindsets in the in the workplaces where, where lawyers work and and also non lawyers I don't like that term very much but but uh, all of the people working in legal organizations uh, there's much to be done that that can be done uh, that has nothing to do with AI or uh, tech tools but that's uh, that concerns more the mindsets and how we how we work together and 
And, and as we always agree, these things are much harder than buying a license for another tool. It's, it's one thing to buy the license, it's another thing to get people to use it. And, and they are two completely yeah. different things. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, from uh, where I work, I can't even buy the tools because that's not for me to decide. Uh, but but I also, what I hear from, from many people is, is that uh, we talk about these tools, but we also have to make sure. I mean, who who is even thinking about the questions, what tools do we need in the public sector? Uh, are we asking are we asking the the citizens, the the users, how how is how would you like the system to work? How do we make it easier and accessible and and uh, less frightening to, for example, to come to court or be, be engaged in a in a civil proceeding at a court. How how can we how can we look at the user's experience and and uh, work with that instead of letting technology uh, like guide us ahead, but then not really deciding do we want to go there? Or, well, it's, it's a task and purpose. It's, we, you yeah. mentioned we, we often talk legal design when we end up uh, you know on a couch at a conference in yeah. uh, in Stockholm. Uh, the, 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 the task and purpose, why are we doing this? What What is the outcome we want to achieve? Yeah. That was one of the great parts about the opening talk today by Saula Omarova yeah. was, you know, what we're here to do and why we're doing it. Yeah. And then the how can come later, but what and why. Yeah, and, and, she, and she said, now it's time to ask the big questions. And uh, I, I really agree uh, with her on that. It, it's time we, we stop and not just... Uh, uh, rush on, but but ask ourselves where do we want to go and and uh, how should we do it? Um, those are the questions that need to be discussed. Well, so you are involved in the nuts and bolts. This is when we're here at a university. This often gets very theoretical. You are at a courthouse, yep. working with lawyers, working with all the other people that help make the law happen, and then you've all been working from home, or you know we've had a pandemic and we've had a, and that's powered an awful lot of change. There are an awful lot of lawyers that have been out of their office for the first time ever in their careers. Yeah. These changes, what changes have you been working on? What changes have you seen? Well, uh, we have been working more from home, but I mean, we haven't, uh, we haven't held the, the, the trials from home. Uh, some of the prosecutors have been at trials from, from, from their Skype accounts at okay. home. So but, blended in so so very much hybrid yeah. and uh, I think the the, the general uh, opinion is that it's worked okay but should we settle with okay and and uh, the technology that has been used has definitely not been developed for these kinds of of uh, formats of meetings yeah, yeah. so so I would I would really I, I think there is an urgent need to create uh, tools that um, uh, that fit, uh, for example, a, a trial better. Yeah. Um, you can't just take you can't just take Zoom and and put it on any sort of trial at a court and, and think it works. And and yeah. we can't even use Zoom, so Zoom would actually be quite quite nice for us. Okay. But but we have a very small. Uh, video conferencing format that's absolutely not uh, right. ideal. Because there are regulatory, absolutely, I mean, there are rules and that absolutely. there are also security yeah. requirements. Was, I think, 
as a practitioner, how are you capturing these lessons learned and how are you... We're trying to push for the ch push for change where we think it's possible, where it's even worse the the why. <laughs> so, so how do you figure that out? I mean, is that just you know, a couple of you know the, of the let's see the the enthusiasts or the people that believe? Is this you know over coffee? Breaks, you you listen there... to what people say is probably the most important right. thing. You you listen to to what what the judges say. Uh, is the technology working for them in their courtrooms? No, it's not. It's not working very well. Yeah. It, it's actually quite frustrating. And, and uh, I mean, they're like all of us. They are used to using technology in yeah. their daily life. And why shouldn't the, the court's technology and, uh, and be better than is, it is, is today? Is this you, like, personally as an enthusiast, gathering this feedback from them? I mean, do you have a method? I think we all a... are gathering yeah. that. And we are discussing these issues where, where I work. Do you we have are a few. and panels, or, or is this a yeah, general I, I discussion would, across? I would love it if there would be more panels. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, everyone I talk to uh, in the court system thinks that we should be addressing these issues much more. Uh, but but technology and innovation and digitalization is still not like the, the most, it's not considered to be top management issues, right. uh, in my opinion. And, uh, and uh, that has to happen very soon because... Uh, we are not pioneers. We are we are lagging behind uh -huh. right now. So, so we need to do things differently, and we need to focus much more on uh, where we're going and where we want to go, uh, and not just. Um, well, let's say let's say I you know I, I bump in a hand a magic wand. You know where where would you go first? You know if you had you know the Ministry of Justice or the you know if you had the ear of the right people, where where would you what would you start with? I, I think I would start with these really broad discussions uh, involving uh, uh, prosecutors, uh, but also uh, lawyers defending criminals, listening to, yeah. to uh, I mean, it's really important. It's, it's not just one, uh, one sector's interest that should steer where we're heading. Uh, and um, everyone has the right to a fair trial. How do we... How do we ensure that uh, the trials are still fair when we enter uh, a more digital world? Yeah. Uh, because if if we don't, because what happened during COVID, COVID was just that the prosecutors suddenly were sitting at home using Skype, so they were not in the courtroom anymore yeah. uh, in many Swedish courts. And and what happens then is is do you still have a balance between the prosecutor side and the the defend defendant? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, many many would say no, you don't. The balance is affected a lot. And there are an awful lot of opinions about this on yeah. both sides. Yeah. And, and even in the middle. So one of the one of the initiatives in in this industry that we're both big fans of is uh, is one NDA. Yep. One NDA.org for those of you that hadn't had a look at it. I think it's one NDA. The thing you're looking for is one NDA. Based out of UK, and the the, the amazing thing for me, and I think that we also talked briefly before this was the that their focus wasn't on creating an NDA and then trying to convince people of it. It was gathering out a very large, very broad coalition of everybody yeah. that had a stake in the issue to bring them together to A, get them on board with you know, a coalition of the willing, as in people that were interested in creating yeah. a common non-disclosure yeah. agreement, and then also then having then coming up with this with a way of building this consensus to then figure out what it and 
and the issue consists of, and then what it should look like, and then what by specific clauses. Yeah. Uh, do you see something? I mean, this process, I thought that approach looked really exciting. Yeah, co-creation is uh, is great. <laughs> and, uh, there's a word we could I teach that, the rest that, of the that, world, yeah. But, but I would... Uh, I would love it if, if there would be more conferences and, and more forums where we would, where would we would have a, a serious qualitative discussion on the future of the of the courts. And I mean, you you have you have one person, Richard Susskind, who is who who he is does like great the, work. yeah, he, <laughs> yeah he, who but. is like the uh, expert on the yeah. future of the courts. But I mean, we need experts in and and people who are interested and passionately interested in, and engaged in the future of the courts in all countries. You need yeah, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. one person. It, it's way too important to just uh, leave it uh, to no one to, yeah. to deal with that uh, issue. So we should be on it. And, yeah, I mean, uh, to paraphrase George, discuss it all the time. The legal faculties yeah. and and the, the judges and everyone. Yeah. When the law is too important to be left to lawyers. Yeah. Because it affects all of us. Yes. Uh, it does. So this consensus approach, yeah, and this uh, the big conversation that I, mean, it's easy for people outside of Scandinavia or the Nordics to roll their eyes at our approach to consensus, but there's yeah. an awful lot of work that goes into it, and into having this big conversation. And so this conversation right now, you know, at your courthouse in your, you know, in southern Sweden, just in case anybody was wondering where Helsingborg is. Uh, that it used to be called Helsingborg and belonged to Denmark. But we won't go into that because it's been 350 years. But that, uh, that, you know, that, that this this conversation is is right now is happening sort of sotto voce. Is it, is it below? It, like is it around the coffee machines or is it in meetings on a regular basis? Is there? No, a- no, it's not. I, I would I would uh, love it if it was, but but it isn't. Uh, but there are. I mean, if if you ask people who who are happy in the profession. Uh, would you like to discuss the future of your pr- profession? Would you like yeah. to discuss the future yeah. of the courts? I think very few people would say no. I'm I'm not sorry. interested. Uh, but, but and therefore it's it's sort of a I also consider this to be sort of a leadership problem uh, that this is not a top management issue. Uh, yeah. Top management yeah. worries about other things, um, yeah. but not this. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so more fora and maybe yeah. So more fora, more places for us to talk about this. Yeah. Broader, bringing in all the players. There may be an opening in talent management, talent acquisition, talent retention. This is a big deal in the law. The top law firms are paying yeah top dollar to keep yeah. attract and retain talent. And we can't in the public sector can't pay top dollar, but we definitely want top talent. Right, right, and. Uh, you, you can't, have, of can't have bad talent working at the court. You need no. excellent lawyers Indeed and, and excellent people working we at the court. We all need that. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, um, we could go on at length, as we have done many times before, but but we will show a little bit of discipline here. And uh, Andrea Lindbop, this has been a pleasure to have you here. Uh, my name is Nick Horton. Thank you for listening to the Copenhagen Legal Tech Lab podcast. This is Copenhagen Legal Tech Lab podcast at the Faculty of Law, University of Copenhagen, brought to you by the Gaius Foundation. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media and your favorite podcast platform.